Welcome to Chucked. This is Austin Charles and Charles Braxton today in uh, a beautiful Wednesday morning in Paradise, Dayton, Ohio. Minus the allergies. Minus the allergies, yeah. If I if I break out in a mess of noise, it'll be because of a sneezing fit. Yeah. I had one of the worst sneezing fits uh, the other night. Um, my nightly routine, um, one of the best parts about my day is when I get my foam roller and my voodoo floss and and my dynamic stretching in front of tennis channel and a cup of green tea two bags to one cup and um and i couldn't breathe for two hours it was it was the you have the windows open in your house yeah but <laughs> there you go i know um one of my childhood memories is my dad sneezing like crazy every morning in the summertime <laughs> And I didn't know what Francis an allergy was, you know. <laughs> run the air conditioning. We didn't have air conditioning, yeah. and we were surrounded by trees. And her, I, mean, I was, I got a nosebleed. I mean, like it was just, nasty. it was, it was awful. And um, but this morning, it, you know, once the medicine kicks in, I'm, as the day well, like goes I say, on, you just got. You know, there's a period where you have to take it every day, Claritin, every day, one a day. Mm-hmm. Load up a few weeks before, so I know from the first of May till June fifteenth, I have to take Claritin every day. Yesterday, I took three within a twenty-four hour period. I'm not um, sure you're supposed know. to do that. I don't think so. I was going to Google the. I'm not sure it helps. I was going to Google the the health effects from that, but um, that would maybe that's never. Since good. I started doing Web that a couple of years ago. I've had one attack a spring or something. It was weird. I never I didn't even itch my eyes. It was just I mean, it was just sneeze, sneeze, sneeze. I just couldn't breathe. Mackenzie's trying to tell me something. I'm trying to listen, but I can't breathe, let alone talk back. I mean, oh, chalk that up. The new awful. excuse for not listening. The allergy excuse. I can't get oxygen to my lungs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um also what was happening that night, I was um struggling breathing was the calves sealing up game four of the yeah. Eastern Conference semifinals and uh, putting away the Toronto Raptors once again. Um, it, uh, it was the, they flipped something on, right? I mean, they, they got their shooting back. George Hill is, um, is proven to be a good pickup. And, uh, the, 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 the bottom line is, again, the NBA continually shows that the regular season doesn't matter. You had a team built for the playoffs against a team built for the regular season. Mm. And when the rotations go shorter in the playoffs, it's whose superstars who's mm-hmm. are better. Mm-hmm. And their superstars don't match LeBron and whoever is playing well for the Cavs that night, in this case, mm-hmm. Kevin Love. I mean, they, it's just, it's just the, the Raptors aren't built for the playoffs. To your point, the, I heard the Raptors, they play 11 guy, 11-man rotation in the regular season, all playing over 15 minutes a game. And yeah, that is not um, playoff teams don't do that. You play seven, eight guys. Yeah, that's it. Um, and uh, yeah, um, so the next round will be um, looks like Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete's excited about that. Our, yeah. our producer here. Um, I hope Philly can get one more game so LeBron and George Hill uh, can get a little bit of rest. They were up twenty-two in Boston in what game two and then mm-hmm. blew it. Mm-hmm. So they've proven they can play well in Boston. They are so young, immature, and may I say it, dumb. They take bad shots. They, it's just amazing the difference between a team that's a, a mature and mm-hmm. a team that's not. It's a reflection of Boston's leadership, though, with Brad Stevens, because um, I think Boston's the youngest team in the playoffs. 
Are they really? When all 16 teams were in the playoffs, yeah. Boston was the youngest average age. And they're led by a rookie, Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, but it shows that uh, Brad Stevens leadership, is, yeah. is um, you know, his his out of timeouts and all those little things. He's uh, he's a he's a, I'm not I'm not scared of playing the Boston players. I'm a little nervous playing Brad Stevens for whatever it's worth, and I could totally be proven wrong. You know, I think I'm fine. I just there's just no answer for LeBron. Mm-hmm. And if one other person is playing well. Mm-hmm. They're really difficult for anybody in the East to beat, if not impossible. So, and if Jr. and Korver are shooting like they did, yeah, I and mean, you see, like, yeah. you know, the Raptors couldn't even double team LeBron in the post. No, George Hill was getting layups and dunks at the basket. Yeah. Um, when you know, last year Korver didn't shoot well in the playoffs and finals. I mean, mm-hmm. if he shoots well, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's really different. Yeah. And, uh, the other weird story that came out of the last game was. Um, you heard about Rodney Hood, the Cavs uh-huh. pick up on the winter trade with uh, Utah. He was their number one guy in Utah. We essentially gave Jay Crowder to them for Rodney Hood, and he um, has played awful throughout the regular season. He, he looks like um, you would think the ball has anthrax the way he wants to just get it out of his hands as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. When he does shoot it, he he um, he does not make it, and um, they put Shetty Oseman ahead of him in his ro- in where he would normally come in, in the rotation of game four. And then when the, the Cavs were up by 30 in the fourth quarter, junk time, um, as, as Lou should, put Rodney Hood in to get some rhythm back, maybe get some shots, and he refused to come into the game. And uh, Kobe Altman, the Cavs GM, I guess had a talk with him. <laughs> yeah, his career there is over. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he apologized. He felt terrible. His career's over. You don't do that. You do not do that. Not when you're expendable. His career career could be really, really hurt, too, because he's a free agent this year. Wow. I mean, he just lost millions. He's millions a shooter who's not making shots. Mm-hmm. He can't guard his shadow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. We knew that's that was problem. coming. Yeah. Um, some other stuff going on in the NBA. Chris Paul is going to the conference finals for the first time. Um, it was hard to believe for me when I was thinking about that, that there was once a time that people thought Darren Williams was better than Chris Paul or was at least up there with Chris Paul. And then I remembered when Darren Williams was on the Cavs, it seems like a lifetime ago mm-hmm. that all these different teams the Cavs have had. Um, and uh, So yeah, it's, it would be interesting to see what comes out of the Western Conference with um, Houston and Golden State. I, I, I don't know if I'm... I, Part of me feels like a, um, I'm rooting more for Houston just to beat Golden State than even the Cavs to reach the finals. I think. Oh, I'd love that so much. It would. It would be. I would love that so much. It's not. It's not far fetched though. I mean, if Houston shoots well. Oh no, not at all. Who knows what can happen? Oh, you know, it's we've passed the era when defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. You got to make shots, mm-hmm. and Houston can make shots. They get hot. Look out! They're unstoppable. Whichever team wins that series will really win that series. And by that, I mean you'll win by shooting, out shooting the other team. That's mm-hmm. how that series will be won. And if the other team, which, whichever team misses more, I mean, those long rebounds and all that, those high possession games, that'll, you know, the wins will, will come big and, and, uh, and quick. But uh, the last little sports thing here is uh, Joe Burrows, to those that care. Joe Burrow is uh, transferring from Ohio State, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, 
It's an interesting thing from... Uh, he's it's like, interesting because he's one of the... He, he probably is... I mean, someone said it yesterday. He's probably one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the Big Ten right now. Really? Yeah, he probably would be. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I I expect him to go to Nebraska if I had to pick. His, he's got family connections there. His dad played there. Hmm. I think his dad may have coached there for a little while. Hmm. And... Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be interesting that he goes to the if he goes to the Big Ten. Mm. Um, I really like him a lot. It's too bad that uh, that he's going. I was so tempted the other day. You saw this, but Jordan had her picture taken with Coach Meyer this Saturday mm-hmm. night at uh, a <laughs> restaurant at Forno in Columbus, and and uh, uh, I texted Coach Meyer and I said, "Hey, thanks for having." You know, thanks for letting Jordan take her picture with you. And uh, he was really great. She said she was great. And I just so badly wanted to say, <laughs> is Joe Burrow, is Joe Chiro transferring? And who's going to be the quarterback? And I refrained. That would be abusing the privilege of... <laughs> Coach, one question, two Coach, thoughts. one question, two thoughts. Yeah. Uh, man. <laughs> but anyway... Um, yeah, I just it's just a you know it's got it's a great situation. The thing of the Coach Meyer was the Coach Meyer call-in show. You always have. And my name's Dale from Chillicothe, Coach. I don't have a question. I just have a thought here. <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs> I love the Buckeyes. Hey, Coach, love you, man. <laughs> yeah, go Bucks. <laughs> Did you notice his belt um, in the picture? No, I did not he had notice a, his belt. He had a fully inspected Coach Meyer in that picture. He had a he had a belt he was wearing with his slacks or whatever, his dockers. And um, they had Buckeye leaves on it. Oh, like on sweet. The just a gray belt. Sweet. Had, uh, Buckeye leaves on it. Yeah, it was really cool. It was funny because, uh, so Jordan has his picture taken with him. And your mom and your grandmother said, who is that? <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? It's Urban Meyer. And they both said, oh, I didn't recognize him. He looks so young. And that's what I told Coach. I said, you know, they didn't recognize you. You look so young. It must be that pressure-free job you have. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, that's great. No yeah, You know, but he, he felt good about it. Because really and truly, I mean, you can see from Cooper to Trestle, uh, it wears on those guys. It's like sort of like watching the presidency, mm-hmm. you know, the, the president of the United States. They just age so much, yeah. and uh, he's he's you know he's he's no worse for wear no. on the, on that front. You see, you see the guys that really take a toll. I think like like the Urban looks good, the um, Dabo Sweeney's like the guys that you, you I feel like have a really um, solid emotional intelligence. One could also call faith. <laughs> um, yeah. They look a little. They tend to look a little better than the Jimbo Fishers, who are also at high pressure universities and not have. doing well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a guy like Jimbo Fisher looks like, man, he he looks like he needs to go to the hospital. Yeah, or something. But um, kind of the last topic here, um, really switching gears from um, Urban Meyer's be- belt choices and um, to uh, international political. Um, topic whoa wait a minute you're losing me on the turn here i mean that's a that's a hard turn i didn't know i didn't know a better segue so (laughs) we're just going to talk about politics and um foreign affairs um here's a couple excerpts from the usa today iranian lawmakers shouted death to america and set fire to a u.s flag during angry scenes at the country's parliament in tehran 
a day after President Trump pulled out of the nuclear deal. The protest came as Iranian officials, including Parliament Speaker Ali Larjani and President Hassan Rouhani, said Wednesday that the nation could now decide to resume its nuclear program. The Iranian leader said, if necessary, we can begin our industrial enrichment without any limitation, limitations. During the demonstration in Parliament, lawmakers held up a flaming U.S. flag as their parliamentarians joined in anti-American chants. They also burned a piece of paper representing the nuclear deal and stomped on the paper's ashes. Larajani said Trump lacked mental capacity. Britain, China, France, Germany, and Russia were all signatories on the 2015 accord under which Iran pledged to limit its stockpile of enriched uranium for 15 years and its number of centrifuges for 10 years. Both are needed to make nuclear weapons. The EU, US, and United Nations lifted economic sanctions as a part of this deal. General Mohammad Ali Jafari, the head of Iran's Revolutionary Guard, was quoted Wednesday saying, it's clear that Americans are not trustworthy. Oh, and they're reading, the Iranians are just bastions of trust. <laughs> I mean, gosh, should we just trust the Iranian government? Or I mean, I, or what are we thinking? Not trusting the Iranians. Mm -hmm. You know, you need three things to, wep to, to create a nuclear weapon. You need the fissile material, the uranium, you need to weaponize it, and you need the ballistic mi missiles to carry it. The, the, th the thing about the Iranian deal is it only covered the fissile material. Hmm. The, the idea that because they're passing the inspections means they've stopped their nuclear development. They don't have some cave somewhere. <laughs> Man, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, I just think the, the thing about, you know, the Obama administration that you can't say about the Trump administration is President Obama was, kids, if you do that again... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in timeout. Kids, I told you, if you do that again, I'm going to put you in timeout. Kids, I told you twice that if you do that again, I'm going to put you in timeout. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was not an administration known for backing up. Don't cross that line. Mm -hmm. Whew, Trump, you, you don't have to worry about that. My goodness. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, when... when uh, Every, I, you know, I just I look at things contrarian. When everybody in the world, it's easy to jump on Trump. It is. Trust mm -hmm. me. I, I, I just, uh, I shake my head every night going, what in the heck is he saying? But it's so easy to, to, to look at things like, oh, man, our allies are saying it's bad to pull out of the deal. Really? Are you sure? You know? Everybody was against Winston Churchill fighting Hitler in Germany mm -hmm. in World War II. Everybody was against him. Hmm. Everybody was against him. Chamberlain said, no, Hitler can be trusted. Really? And I just think it's so easy. It is so easy to jump on the anti-Trump bandwagon. But trust me, I, I, don't, I don't like the guy. Mm -hmm. But, man... I don't know. I just admire tough decisions like that, I guess, too. And I don't say that lightly. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the idea that we can trust Iran or even as it affects North Korea, heck no, we can't trust them. There's no way. They don't have a record of trust. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and I have, I, if you made me, I would say there's no way that Iran has stopped nuclear development. Mm-hmm. They may have, they, they have, my, they have stopped their uranium program, but that doesn't mean they've stopped the ballistic missile and the weaponization programs, but, mm-hmm. um, so, Oz, what's your point? What's your point? Why are you trying to stir this up in me today? Well, one thing it made me think of was something I read a while back. Um, I thought it was it caught me by surprise. It's um, number one, as it really relates to what happened this um, on this Wednesday in Iran Parliament, um, and also with the deal, but. Um, so it's a it was a letter that Ravi Zacharias wrote in response to Sam Harris. Sam Harris is um, is he a biologist and philosopher? I think he's a biologist mm-hmm. um, um, out on the West Coast, and he um, atheist. He wrote a he wrote a, he penned a letter that was titled "The End of Faith," um, a very um, graphic letter and um, demeaning letter to all religions, particularly Christianity, but also the um, the Islamic faith. And uh, towards the, in the conclusion, I think it's like the, I think it's the second to last um, page of the letter. It's about a hundred page letter that Ravi Zacharias writes in response. Um, He makes an interesting, um, he concludes the letter in a a way I didn't see coming. Uh, He says, I want to share with you what I said to a co-founder of Hamas in his home in the West Bank town of Ramallah as he railed against America's pursuit of sensual pleasures and its commitment to science in the material world alone. I said, Sheikh, not far from here, about 5,000 years ago, Abraham took his son to the top of a mountain to offer him as a sacrifice. We won't get into which son that is right now. But just as the blade was about to come down, God stepped in and said, Stop. I will provide. Shake nearly 2,000 years ago on a hill very close to where you and I are sitting. God kept that promise and sent his son. This time, however, the axe did not stop. God offered his son. I am a follower of this Jesus, and until we receive the son whom God has sent, we will be offering our sons and daughters in a world of hatred and strife. Islam is willing to destroy for the sake of its ideology. I want to suggest that the choice we face is really not between religion and secular atheism, as Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins, and Christopher Hitchens and others have positioned it. Secularism simply does not have the sustaining or moral power to stop Islam. Even now, Europe is demonstrating that its secular worldview, one that Sam Harris applauds, cannot stand against the onslaught of Islam and is already in demise. In the end, America's choice will be between Islam and Jesus Christ. History will prove before long the truth of this contention. So, I think why that came up to me was, to me, Trump embodies this. This um, he embodies materialism of 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 the West. I mean, the, the secularism of the West. Um, he and that he is his own governor. No one governs him. Um, 
as a man, I'm saying that not politically, but as a man. Um, and that within the context of this letter that Sam Harris writes is that basically he says what we should point our worldview towards and how we should live. Europe is doing a really good job of this and that they've abandoned for the most part religion and they're just, they're relying on science and a naturalist point of view to determine how they're going to live and how they should, you know, socially, politically, um, relationally. And, um, so that's where the conclusion of this letter comes from and that, um, He's saying, I don't, I don't, I don't, if, if this secularism is proving it's not going to stand against the onslaught of, of Islam and the, um, and so seeing this, this man of, of secularism, Trump against Islam, um, Islam country is Iran. Um, I don't know, this came up to me in that this very prophetic conclusion of this letter that I hear um, from Ravi Zacharias. What are, you, what are your thoughts in hearing that quote? I don't understand it exactly what he's saying. So he's saying that in the vacuum of non-religion, Islam is seeking, is filling that vacuum, right? He's saying, I think the threat to America is not so much atheism and that atheism, as he points through this whole letter, doesn't really hold up to, you put a critical thinker, theist versus critical thinking non-theist, it just really doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. Theism comes out as as sufficient reason to base your life and your worldview on. So what is the threat to America? What is the threat to our freedom? What is the threat to our values as a Christian nation? It's not atheism. It's not science. It's not naturalism. It's, it's nothing that Europe is... Is, is is moving towards or we seem like we're moving towards on the coast the threat is is islam because it's just running over um european values hmm. is that you know i just don't know enough about europe to know whether that I, I wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't have guessed that islam is running rampant in europe um i wouldn't have guessed that i would say that yeah it's you know, just like fascism uh, was not running rampant, it still gained control, however, right? It still became the dominant force in the 1930s, so much so that eventually all of Europe was in a war, all the world was in a war. Um, I could see that similarly, you know, I, I, I think Germany and and Great Britain, um, in particular, it's it's easy, you know. Even in, in I think it's Jeremiah, uh, it says, you know, they say peace, peace when there is no peace. You know, one of the worst things that governments can make in mistakes is to say just peace. This is we just want peace. Chamberlain just wanted peace, right? Mm-hmm. Well. The reality of evil is such that you have to be able to stand up against it. And so Islam being a threat in that um, the, 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 the spread is the doctrine of we just want peace. And before you know it, certain powers are in control and, and uh, you know, 
I would put Iran, truthfully, in the same category as Germany in that, you, you know, you give them power, they're not going to say, okay, now we're going to bless you. Mm-hmm. We, we, they want us dead. I think that's what... And countries like Iran, I mean, they're they're dictating the way the world's going, right? I guess that's because, what because that's what I hear. We you are reacting that, to them, right? Um, the EU is United Nations is reacting to what is I, what is the Islamic countries doing? What are they? Yeah, what are they so doing? So in that sense, they're in charge. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's true. That I still think the threat to America is materialism. I think that's our greatest threat. But that just but the destruction that comes with materialism creates a vacuum that some ism fills, mm-hmm. and so you know. Um, well, he points that in, in in the letter, and that I mean, places that are just built on something without without Christianity, candidly, it's um, it does not stand up to the force of Islamic countries. It does not stand because it just does not have the. the it's a moral the fiber. It, it's a moral fiber. You know, we won World War II because we thought that it was God's fight. We were fighting for righteousness. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think we were on the side of righteous cause. And when you don't have that sense that that's that's the danger of pluralism. Pluralism is all cultures are equally value. There's no culture that's greater than another. Do, do young men and women go to war for a culture that's no better? Are they willing to die for a culture that's no better? I don't know. I, I, I think we could answer that question a couple of different ways, but when you feel like this is a this is a cause, this is a cause against evil, because we can say that that culture, well, I'll say it strongly, is evil. Um, man, people will go to war for that. People will defend that. Mm-hmm. And but the danger of, uh, I, I think, of pluralism is that we're not allowed to say no. There, there, there are no perfect cultures, but there are cultures that stand for human rights and freedoms, the indigenous freedom of the individual. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. So that you know, like we don't get that totally right in our country, but we believe that that's our that's our ideal we're aspiring mm-hmm. to. When you don't believe that that culture is superior to where girls to a cultures where girls can't get educated, okay, that that uh, I mean, people won't die for a culture that they don't believe is better than that one. But if we believe it, that's better. You know, it's better to have a place where girls get educated. Can we all agree on that? Uh, man, people will fight for that, right? They will fight for that. So, in that sense, I think Islam is is a great threat. Um, but also, I, I I've seen this so many times. Luke eleven, when Jesus said that there was a man who cleansed his house of demons, but he didn't fill it with anything else, and demons seven times worse than the first came and occupied his house. Evil seeks a vacuum. Equal evil will fill vacuums in your life, and I think in culture. Which is a, which is a sociological life form, and um, so in that sense, yeah, that's great, Sam Harris. That Europe has created this vacuum of nothingness. We worship nothing, which we all worship something, even if it's nothing. I think I think Islam is more than happy to fill that vacuum. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot of, um, about Islam. I just, I've been working hard to, to catch up on what I know. Um, I've got about six books in the mail right now on the Quran and on Islam. And, um, but I just, I thought that really, you know, this, this letter that's written in response to an atheist and this, um, this incident in the Iranian parliament, um, or that, it was just a really, a, a, the conclusion of Rabbi Zacharias's letter was took a took a spin to me, and um, I wish he expanded upon it more as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have some context earlier in the book. If you want to check the book out, um, his letter it's called "The End of Reason." Um, but uh, I definitely didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And but I do I do think he's that's when he's at his strongest. I think was when he's not so much talking about atheism, but he's talking to other religions, mm-hmm. being um, Indian himself, and yeah. Um, so, so I didn't I didn't really have a lot to um, say on that because I don't know a lot about it, but uh, I know it struck something in me and the um, and uh, you know it was brought back to my mind um, hearing this news for some reason. But, yeah, you know I like talking about that just because um, the, for a lot of reasons, but one is the supremacy of Christ is in the 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 crucifixion in that he overcame evil not with violence but he came overcame evil through death Mm. and the eye for an eye tooth for a tooth motif uh, that originally was put in place by God to limit retribution by the way Mm. you can't take more than an eye for an eye you have to it was a limitation bringing order into the chaos of the world at that time, the barbaric chaos. But Jesus gave himself fully. And that's interesting because that's the way we overcome evil. And I I think in the next half century how it's going to play out is the escalation of violence based on an eye-for-an-eye modality versus the power of love the power of self-sacrificing love. And that's why one of the reasons I think Christ is supreme Mm. is because the only way that couples resolve their differences, that cultures resolve their differences, is someone absorbs Mm. the evil Mm. and forgives. Mm. That's it. uh, I don't know a lot about Islam, but I do know that Muhammad was a warlord. And um, yeah. Christ was a love lord. Yeah, um, and, I do, and it's it's a it's a good conversation just to start maybe for people just to start thinking about because in our and where we are we don't deal with this a lot. Right. We're not in a like a, a vast multi ethnic community here really. Um, so we're not faced with the Islamic religion very much. Um, but it is our world. I mean, it's, this mm-hmm. is it's a it's a huge religion, and there are a lot of good people in that religion. Yep, there are. Um, the, the 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 I think the title Islamic extremists is a you know is is a definitely appropriate title than just someone who is Islam. But um, but yeah, it's a it's an interesting one that I think we need to. I know I need to think about it more, and I want to read about it more and. Um, because it is our world, and well, I, and I don't know a lot about it because I'm I'm not in it. Yeah. You know? Well, today the application to today is if you want to live out Christ, it's not about a bumper sticker on your car. It's about today. How can love end a war in your life? 
something that may mean it does not mean that you make yourself a victim it does mean that you may say I absorb the pain in the conflict and I forgive and that's the way wars end and that's our application today we'll talk to you next time on Shocked